Hey confidant, it's your girl, Father Longlegs, Teresa. Um, I just took a sleeping pill because my doctor told me to, so if I slur my speech, that's why. Um, just kidding, it doesn't work that fast. Anyways, I wanted to make a few announcements, and I found the confession I wanted to read last week, so I'm gonna read it, so that's all coming. Um, that's all to say that if you don't want to hear my voice and you want to skip ahead to the guest, you can do that. But for the time being, um, if you want to be here for this, this, these announcements and my slurry, sleepy voice, well, here we go. Okay, a couple of quick announcements. Um, I mentioned I'm going on tour in the spring and that is happening. I will be in Asheville May 1st and 2nd along with Eli Olsberg. We're going to be making a, a more official announcement along with other dates around that time. But uh, if you want the most updated shows, you can go to TeresaLeeComedy.com. Um, we haven't posted the tickets yet, but um, fear not, it is happening. And speaking of traveling, I'm also going to be in New York at the end of February. So definitely come check me out if you live there and want to see me do comedy. Um, that'll be basically the last weekend of February. I haven't posted these shows yet, but they're going to go up this week. So promise. And a lot of them are free. I think they're all free. I think they're all free chill shows i'm going for a wedding and i will also be there doing shows so you guys don't need to know all that but look i'm in a very honest tell-all mood because i've been packing all day okay what else did i want to tell you oh it's the end of the month and you know what that means that means there's a new confidant newsletter coming if you want to be on a super confidant newsletter all you got to do is send five dollars to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything you'll be on the newsletter list for next month um send it before february 5th and um yeah i don't know what to tell you that it's very exciting i send videos i send pictures i send um just my thoughts and things that happen during the month and guys january has been a wild month um many emotions many happenings and look I'm going to tell you guys all about it. So join that. Okay. I want to get to this listener confession um, because I know last week I mentioned that there was one and then I was very dumb and forgot what it was, um, but I found it. Thank you so much for the person who sent it to me for reminding me. And this is a really good one. So I'm going to read it. And if you guys want to send me your confession, you can do that. Tell me anything pod at gmail.com. So here we go. Let me pull it up. Okay. This confession is from um, uh, Mo. He asked me to use his Chinese name. And so I hope I'm pronouncing that right um, because he did it in pinging. Okay, here is the confession. Um, hey, Teresa, love the pod and your promotion of mental health. Thank you so much. Anyway, I have a confession. And this is something I'm now ashamed of, but could lead to interesting discussion. I was the bad ex-boyfriend. I wasn't creepy, abusive, or stalkerish, but I didn't handle the situation well. The relationship wasn't going anywhere. I felt comfortable with what we had, but she wanted something else. When she broke up with me, she said that she was going through a lot and wasn't able to keep up a relationship. I think this was partially a way to not hurt me, but she was going through family issues at home. So what I did was think I was being a good ex, but I did everything wrong. Okay, there's a little bit more, but I'm going to take a break to talk about this. First of all, I think that this feels like a very self-aware reflection of yourself, so that's good. I mean, it's very hopeful because it sounds like, I haven't even got to what you did yet, but it sounds like whatever it was, you um, have clearly grown because it seems like you're not in that place anymore and that you, you have perspective and you're able to reflect, so that's always a good sign. 
And it also seems just the way you're talking about, like, you were trying to do this and you thought this. It seems like you maybe are a person who is often thinking about how you affect other people. So whether or not your instincts were correct, it's still good to start from that base level. Okay, let's see what you did. Watch me swallow my words. Um, I tried to act like nothing happened and go back before we started dating. I tried to be supportive, but without her wanting it. She kept trying to avoid me and ghosting me, but I didn't take the hint and thought she needed quote unquote help and guidance dealing with her family issues and feeling. I was being a noble male savior and that's in quotes. Okay. I didn't let the issue drop and I would send a massive text explaining my feeling of the situation and that I wanted to understand what was going on once a month for the few that followed the breakup. At first, I believe she was wrongly directing her frustration towards me making myself the victim. Then, as the months passed, I began to believe I had done nothing wrong and that I was entitled an explanation on why she broke up with me. This really ruined our friendship. It wasn't entirely me and there were mistakes made on both sides, but my part was definitely a large contribution. Although recently, we have been friendly with each other, but nowhere near the same way. We were best friends before, but now only acquaintances. Okay, and then he says, sorry for the long story, but anything to do with relationships requires context. And then he does a shorter summary I was a bad ex. I felt she was misdirecting her feelings and it was my duty as a noble male savior to help her. I then refused to drop the subject and would keep bringing it up through long form texts. I then began feeling entitled to an explanation of what went wrong. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, but it really seems like you're very self-aware of the situation and that's good. And um, just kind of like a broad general statement, um, not knowing you or your ex, um, I think relationships are always complicated. I mean, that sounds very corny and dumb to say, but I think it's, um, unless we're talking about abuse, which it seems like we're not, there isn't really like a wrong or right person, right? It's, it's, if you're doing the relationship right and it's healthy, then it's kind of like you're both responsible for the relationship. And um, yeah, so, so that's where I want to start because I think there's, I think that you are very uh, self-reflective and it seems like you're trying to grow and understand your, you know, your past so that you cannot repeat your patterns. But I also think you're, it seems like you could be a little easier on yourself. Um, there's a lot of words like, you know, like I realized I was wrong and mistake and sort of that sort of thing. So I think relationships, you know, it, if they don't work, that's it, right? There's many reasons for them not to work, but Bottom line, if it's over, it's over. I think you can feel the feelings and be sad and, you know, process. But generally, I think uh, the way I look at it is it's not really necessary to go back and unpack every single thing. Unpack what you need to understand yourself. Um, but yeah, so the whole idea of like anybody being wrong or responsible fully, I, I don't really buy when it comes to relationships. Um Cool. Okay. So, um, you know, I've been here before too. I've been in that situation. Um, not with the relationship. Well, maybe with the relationship, but the first thing that came to mind was actually, um, a friendship, a friendship where I just like felt things were not right. Um, I felt all of a sudden I was feeling a rift and, um, and I didn't understand it. And with friendships, you can't just break up. I mean, you can if someone does something wrong, but in this case, it wasn't like that. It just it just felt different. And I, like you, really wanted to figure it out. I, I just kept um, trying to talk about it and say, like, hey, I feel like something's off. Can we discuss? And to the point where, like, I 
the first couple times I think it's okay because you're entitled to communicate but after a while that person doesn't want to talk and that person is ghosting you and you're it's your ex I mean they're that's totally in their right it doesn't mean your feelings are valid I think you're still valid to feel you know activated if someone's ignoring you I think at the very least you know good communication is good but you know they don't owe that to you and if someone makes you feel bad I generally say walk away doesn't mean they're right but it also means you don't have to feel that way you can just walk away so um I did this with my friend I kind of kept trying to figure it out and eventually I just realized you know what I'm trying to figure it out and that's selfish because I want to feel better but clearly my style of communication is not the same as hers right I want to talk about it because it'll make me feel better and I think that it'll make her feel better but maybe what will make her feel better is just not talking to you or to me in this case so when I finally understood that I kind of just let go and um yeah I mean of course the friendship wasn't the same but it wouldn't have been the same to begin with, right? I never fully got my answers or an explanation, but that's not the point. Um, it it really drove me crazy not understanding what was happening. But at the end of the day, the bottom line didn't change, right? We were just not going to be that ever as close, whether or not I understood why. It's still good that you made the effort, I think, in the beginning. I think it's like the repetitiveness that maybe is where you cross the line. Um, but it seems like you... like learned it just took you a little bit longer so i think that's really noble i think sometimes um people don't learn i think people repeat their mistakes over and over and they don't understand it and they don't really look within themselves um because it's so easy to blame someone else because honestly most of the time we're all doing something wrong and we're all doing something right so when you're so sure that that person you're with is doing something wrong it can be so easy to focus on how they're objectively wrong in your eyes and that can distract you from what you could work on yourself. So it does sound like your ex maybe wasn't great at communicating, which is maybe a good thing you're not together anymore. I'm sure she had a lot going on or, um, you know, it seems like you hinted that there was stuff in your family but or her family. But at the end of the day, she didn't really communicate with you, right? Maybe she could in her future work on her boundaries. But again, not your problem, not your business. Um, She doesn't owe you anything. Um, Maybe she had a hard time telling you, hey, leave me alone. So that's why she ghosted you. I'm not saying that's the correct way to handle it. But uh, all I'm saying is what you were looking for from her was closure. um, But people can't give you closure. Only you can give yourself closure. I might be rambling, um, but I think I think that this is a cool thing that you shared with me because I think it's very common, and I think it's relatable. And I think life isn't always so neat. You don't always just come to a place where you're like, "All right, like we tied that up. I have all the answers." Uh, you might not have the answers, and then again, you might. I mean, just keep working on yourself. I think you'll figure it out soon enough. Like why you feel certain things, why you feel activated when someone ignores you, why you feel like you need the answers, right? Let's say someone cuts you off in traffic, a stranger. You're not going to care as much about why they did that, even though they might have been quote unquote wrong in that moment. So try to look at life that way. I don't know. I try to do this. I'm not very good at it. So disclaimer, I am working on it. But um, I try to think my feelings are valid when I feel bad, when someone makes me feel bad. I don't need to erase the feelings, but... 
it's not that person's responsibility to make me feel good. And if I'm in a pattern where, you know, I'm dating someone or I'm living with someone or I'm like family where I continue letting them make me feel bad, then that's my responsibility to get out. It doesn't mean they're right. It just means I have power to get out. Anyways, I hope that helps you. Um, I'm really glad you shared that. And I think that a lot of people who are listening will relate to that. So yeah, I don't know. Feel free to follow up. Let me know if this was helpful or if it was complete nonsense or if you're like, yeah, bitch, I already know this. Um, but thanks for sharing that most. Um, and yeah, I think that's the end of the confession. So I'm going to um, go ahead and get to the episode. So this next episode, uh, I spoke with comedian Brie Pruitt. She's super funny. I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot. Um, she's just so positive And I realized like I kind of view the world or have viewed the world in a very opposite way where I was like fearful and hearing from her and how her energy was so positive and trusting, but also very strong in her own boundaries um, was very enlightening. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell confidant it's Teresa. you're listening to you can tell me anything this is the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest um you know light heavy anything really you guys probably listen to this podcast if you're listening now if you've never heard it before welcome what's up i'm really excited for my guest um she has a show called faded it's super funny every i don't know why i said super funny it is very funny but that's a really weird way to describe a stand-up show there's a lot of great comics. She's super funny. Um, it's every Friday night. You should check it out. Um, the lineups are all online. Uh, it's Brie Pruitt. What's up? Hey. <laughs> the lineups aren't online. They're secret. Oh, they're not? Oh, they're secret. <laughs> My bad. That's okay. I, they yeah, are funny sometimes. It, I, but I do like to start with a positive note. So I asked my guests to confess something good um, just to, you know, have a light start. Um, Brie, is there something good you want to confess? Yes, I and this is a good confession because uh-huh. there are no results of it. But I had a photo shoot this year with Ooh. Marie Claire magazine. What? That's awesome. But it didn't go like, get published anywhere. They go, Why? it'll. If, they'll, the, it was a street style thing. Okay. And they're like, if it's not in print, if it doesn't make it in the print magazine, it will for sure be on mm-hmm. the website. Girl, it was never on uh, any website. It could have been just some man. Some man on the street was like, <laughs> I work for Marie Claire. Um, her name is Marie. I work Claire? for this woman named Marie Claire. <laughs> I just missed it. Um, that's awesome, though. Yeah, it was fun. That's so cool. So they found you on the street, so you had good street style? And no, they found me on Instagram, and then oh, they had even good cooler. street style. Yeah. They sought you out. Not good enough, though. Straight to offer. Um, that's really cool. I used to follow that sartorialist blog. Do you remember that? That was like a thing in college. No. I think this was like pre-Instagram influencers. I don't think it would exist now. Uh-huh. But it was like when fashion blogs existed with just like people at home were like here's all the clothes i like yes there's this guy who would take photos i think he was actually a professional photographer wow i feel like i'm sure someone's gonna correct me and i'm <laughs> putting my foot in my mouth watch he's like a famous but he used to have this blog called the sartorialist where he would like just um catch people on the street who had clothes he liked i and, love that and post them yeah and it was in new york so i remember it was like a thing if you were on the sartorialist i was never on it but it's always been a dream looking out looking out <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you guys didn't hear that, it's Wushu. He, uh, He's going to town on that little toy. Yeah, he doesn't. It's interesting. He has a box of toys that normally he doesn't go into. He, every once in a while, he'll suddenly decide to like flip through them. And that's what 
as soon as I hit record is when he <laughs> went into that box and grabbed a stuffed champagne bottle. So I actually don't know if you guys can hear it. I think these mics are pretty good, but <laughs> you might be able to hear it. And if you don't, just imagine there's a tiny puppy. Just a charming little dog <laughs> going to back. town. Yeah, he's really going to town. Um, this podcast is kind of loosely inspired by therapy. So I like to ask, like, what what is your relationship with therapy? Or do you go? Or I'm in therapy experience? right now. It was so hard to find a good person in L.A. because yeah. they're in short supply because everybody's so cuckoo. <laughs> um, it's also there's so many different people. You have to find yeah. the right person to vibe with you. Uh, the schedules. I mean, I just picked a person and she is fine. Um, well, that's good. I got to talk to a damn brick wall. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good. I think it's really important to have safe spaces where you can just say blah, whatever. Ever, you mm-hmm. know and um I was in therapy when I was just a little girl and it was some dickhead who told me to go <gasps> jogging all the time what? yeah and then I started going to different kinds of like um just different kinds of people like I started working the Reiki master oh, and then what's that like I feel like I've always wonderful. wanted to do it, but- I mean that's the thing it's like whatever modality works is is, yeah. is the right healing for you you know so I started I met with this woman she was a LMT, yeah, massage uh-huh. therapist and a Reiki master, and she did um, some other kinds of energy work, and it was just amazing. And she's wonderful. And if you're in Portland, go to the Corbett Healing Center, Ooh. get your life together. Um, and then after it does that, seem like a very Portland thing. It's kind of LA too. I I don't know if it's more trendy now, just in general. But since I moved to LA, I feel like way more people I know do like crystals and Reiki, and I don't know if it's the overall trend or me moving into LA trend. <laughs> Reiki is very West Coast because it's from Hawaii um, via yeah. Japan. Okay. And it is only 150 years old. So it's a very new okay. um, energy work. How old is yoga? I feel like... Yoga is thousands of years okay. old. Okay. Of course, I feel like there's like actual yoga and then there's like appropriated... White yoga? By white people yoga. Mm, white yoga is 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's younger than me. I guess it is like all of it is just... It is just yoga, but you know, in my mind, I'm like it. Be, it kind of at a certain point was, I guess, like Bikram yoga is like yes, thirty years. It was old like or created whatever. and then sold as this like oh, ancient that documentary. Art. Yeah. Can you believe it? What a monster <laughs> that guy was. Anyway, um, yeah, oh, Reiki yeah, is very guy, good. Okay. Yeah, that guy I, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the documentary yes. about Bikram. Um, but yeah, um, Reiki was really important to me, and then. You know, I was I was good for a little while. I da- I went back to the sliding scale, like mm-hmm. just. I was like, listen, lady, I need four sessions of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then my final therapist I saw um, in Portland before I moved to L.A. was a hypnotherapist. Whoa. And she was amazing. What made you want to do hypnotherapy? I just needed a, um, a person. And actually, this is funny. I had a mm-hmm. friend. Um, her name. Well, I have a friend. Her name is Courtney Hamister. And she wrote a book called. Dang, I can't remember the name of her book, but it was about stuff she should she would have never had the guts to try, and she just uh-huh. tried to do a bunch of random shit for a book. Oh, that's awesome! And she saw this hypnotherapist because she's like a very skeptical, like you know, um, atheisty nerd person. Uh-huh. And she Can saw you get this- them to like hypnotize you to finish a book because like <laughs> I can't finish this book. I mean, that's. <laughs> You need Adderall, not a hypnotist. Uh, sure, but, sure. Um, this woman, um, she is the hypnotherapy, which I would say it's more just like a way of getting you really relaxed so you mm. can get into the deep, the deep stuff that you really need to get into. Gotcha. So she was, she was an incredible person. Her um, PhD was in mythology. Whoa. And um, she is um, an indigenous person, has a, uh-huh. that heritage. And she... Um, kind of work through stories because oh, really cool. you know and I really believe this is that you know all we really need is to reset 
our mm-hmm. beliefs about ourselves and our stories that we tell us ourselves about ourselves. And we have all these yeah. ideas like, oh, well, I'm this way because my mom is like this and she told mm-hmm. me this and my dad said this and I'm like this. And, you know, you just got to re- reboot those things because um, yeah. it's not real. Yeah, like the narratives we tell. I mean, stories, I mean, myths in a way are, this is like super like cuckoo meta, but like, here we are. But myths are created um, to explain actual feelings. But then, of course, they now have become just stories. But at a certain point, they're like, you know, they're probably therapeutic. And now we're coming back around now where we're once again going back to basics. And like, think about like the song <laughs> Colors of the Wind and Pocahontas. I remember after the 2016 election, just listening to it be like, so profound. We could all <laughs> learn from this. But it was created to address the same themes. But then we went away from it being like, oh, yes, we, we know this now. This is just a ch- children's story. And now we're back where we're learning again. <laughs> Language is a symbolic yeah. um, experience. And, you know, that's why I think people feel misunderstood, misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really shitty experience so mm-hmm. yeah the the big the big resets you got to talk to somebody to kind of get it out and get going in a different direction did you like hypnotherapy did you do you remember wonderful. your sessions yeah oh, okay. absolutely yeah it's just um it's really more about being in a relaxed state mm. and and now I'm now I'm heavy into this like just Instagram world of, of therapists <laughs> and counselors and stuff. So I follow. Wait, speak on that. I don't know anything. Oh, I about follow it. so I follow so much mental health Instagram. Girl, okay. get into it. It's like um, legit. It's not like influencers writing quotes. These are no, like no, they're doctors. Yeah, okay. especially um, especially bo- body positivity um, uh-huh. Instagram. Um, FYI, listeners, am fat. Have been fat. Um, <laughs> want to um, revel in it. Get get posy about these bodies. Posy about these bodies. And there's a lot of um, dietitians on Uh Instagram that are fighting this like, you know, cuckoo eating disorder, normalizing, you know, tummy flattener shake stuff. Yeah, especially on Instagram. I mean, that's like the, that's the hub. It's the bread and butter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chloe Kardashian in there with Ugh. her teas. Um, but meanwhile, they're getting surgery. Their whole body's fake. It's like all plat. I mean, truly. not shaming surgery if that's the thing you want to do. It just, but it is false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's great dietitians. Um, there's there's really good info. And if you've uh-huh. been, you know, I've been, you know, I was brainwashed for most of my life about. Um, intentional weight loss being Uh you know a central part of my life and so for me to see you know real dietitians putting facts up every day like did you know listeners that the only predict the only sure 100 percent predictor of weight gain is intentional weight loss whoa yeah so like and it's all you know economics fat Mm. is all economics and and um and genetics and you know really has nothing to do with personal choices and so like bodies are just different it's like hair colors are different different. it's insane to be like you have to be like what i mean like i'm saying that's my hair is blonde but you know (laughs) what i mean that's maybe not the best example but it's like your arm has to be this length it's like no it's just arms are different lengths like what the fuck arms are different lengths guys I mean, that's maybe a reductive because I I know there's, you know, a lot of imagery and society does put standards. But I know like it's true. It's just like wild that we just decided one day that like this is what society says. And now we're all trying to do that. So, yeah, find those find those resources on Instagram. They're out there. Um, Positive aspects of Instagram. I love (laughs) it. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? It's my sacred space. That's a that's interesting because I feel like so often you hear opposite like Instagram can be very toxic. People have to block and unfollow. What are you doing <laughs> following people that Curate make you unhappy? Yeah. Curate. Yeah. 
I do feel that about t- Twitter. I, I recognize that Twitter is super toxic yeah. and I've obviously seen it too, but like I still have a lot, I derive a lot of joy from my Twitter while also recognizing there's a lot of toxic stuff happening on Twitter. Twitter shows you what other people are doing, mm. but Instagram doesn't. Instagram only shows you your followers. That's so true. that's the difference to me because I don't even know what I'm looking at on Twitter anymore. And it is <laughs> heinous. I, I mostly just follow jokes now or people I know. Good. And so then even if someone I know is spewing uh, or not spewing, that's the wrong word. Ranting. <laughs> spewing is very negative. Ranting about something they're heated about. I'm yeah. at least like, okay, well, I know that person. And it's just like, yeah, they're just in the corner having a phone call that I'm not a part of and I yeah. won't be a part of and, or whatever. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I just defended Twitter, but, you know, come at me, bro. <laughs> I like Twitter. I've never actually said that. I feel like I publicly just am like, yeah, Twitter's toxic, but I actually really like Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, just find whatever social media works for you. Cause I think, mm-hmm. I do think it is inevitable for us to be needing to be a little plugged in as public people, mm-hmm. but whatever just keeps you the sanest, I think is the way to go. Do you practice like mindfulness, like being present? No, <laughs> with social media. I mean, a li- in general, I don't know. A like little. just being like it, like off offline. I'll or- tell you what. On this break, I was sick, and I got so into my phone that uh-huh. I was losing my full mind. I mean, and just the <laughs> the recent events. I mean, with just yeah. the, the the amount of pain that we're expected to just absorb, absorb. Um, yeah, you know, I am an empath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know but if if you're the kind of person who can't separate their your own feelings from other people's then you can't you have to turn it off yeah sometimes. you gotta turn it off that is also the weird flip side of it is like even so when you're on your phone you're it it's hard not to feel all those things but also weirdly like when you put down your phone it feels like it's all off so sometimes I struggle yeah. with that like I I mean I have a day job that's not very political and I and I have to be like writing a lot so I feel like my brain will go away from that so I'll try to plug in to hear about the news but I find that it's like this extra struggle if I'm not constantly plugged in like it's so easy to just like not know what's going on and I don't like that either because it used to be if you were in school or just even at work people generally talked about the news but now you get it all from online so if you're not online you have no idea what's happening. And also you think of it like it's an objective thing, like the news yeah. is a thing. But truly, you know, what we're being shown is through a third party who's mm. got their own agenda. And then you have to True. filter that. So I think that's actually what is exhausting is filtering out other people's perspectives and yeah. using that critical mind. I mean, that's it's exhausting, truly. What do you do to um, like relax or sort of like? Well, I'm a bathtub gal. Ooh, um, I'm just I'm truly a mermaid, and I am <laughs> only um, you know out here breathing air because I have to. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Where did so you grow up? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Okay, so you're from Portland. Yes. Yeah, from there, and but is Portland landlocked? No, it is. It is. It's an hour away from the beach, like okay. pretty much LA is really. Uh-huh. Um, True, but. It's an hour away from the mountains. Be faster to fly up to the Bay Area and then go to the beach, (laughs) then drive to the beach. (laughs) Then drive to Santa Monica. Um, But also there's a lot of rivers in Mm. um, Portland. And so there's always like, you know, outdoor spaces and babbling brooks and shit. Oh, so nice. It's very good. I've started listening to like um, water sounds to go to sleep. And even though I don't know where it came from, it's very soothing. I didn't grow up in a forest. Yeah. 
but I love the sound of babbling brooks. I love rain <laughs> and waves. Yeah, it's so soothing. Yeah, it's good. I love it. Um, well, Bree, uh, I wanted to ask you, is there anything you want to tell me? <sighs> well, <laughs> Teresa, back in Portland, uh-huh. I used to use Craigslist as a hookup app. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm older. So yeah, because this is pre-internet um, dating. pre well, not pre all internet dating or pre the app. Pre Tinder, certainly. Okay. Yeah, pre Tinder. Um, pre maybe even okay cupid was around but it wasn't okay cupid was um like a like a friendship app first or something oh i remember it being i remember like match.com like i remember they had commercials on tv that's how wild like oh yeah match.com that's wild. <laughs> um like not too long ago my best friend was like i'm gonna pay for you to do eHarmony or match.com so you quit like using <laughs> Craigslist and Tinder. Oh my gosh. Because you're hoeing too hard. And then I did and there were no matches. On eHarmony. Well, Craigslist, I get scared because you hear about all those stories, but this is pre any of that coming out, right? Like, was it like a very safe place? Or not really? Girl, <laughs> okay, I'm I sure don't we'll know. get into it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Craigslist was a bulletin board, you uh-huh. know, and I think I was drawn maybe to the purity of that and I had used it to uh-huh. buy and sell furniture or uh-huh. previously or something like that. Um, I probably got into looking at it. I mean, I was always like back of the newspaper, like the weekly, looking at the like missed connections, Whoa. looking at the hookups. Uh-huh. I think probably as a teen, I was reading the back of Willamette Week and the back of the Portland Mercury. Oh, like literally paper newspapers. Oh yeah, actual paper. Okay, They yes. had missed connections in the newspaper? Yeah, oh, yeah. I had no idea. I oh, thought that my was God. a Craigslist thing. Yeah, I mean, when I was a teen, I was, I think like the, the local we- weeklies, like the free weeklies in Portland were the coolest uh-huh. you know it was like the village voice in portland okay. i was like this is where i found out what movies were cool i'm mm. even like still obsessed with um the movie reviewer david williams from like <laughs> um my youth but like yeah astrology comics mm-hmm. misconnects yeah you know <laughs> um and then i think that the Portland Mercury had an online oh. version of their like misconnections and dating and stuff like that. So I would look through there and they had a dating thing for a little bit. But Craigslist was just so, I don't know, it was just like a bulletin board, you know? So I was yeah. like, this is free, it's pure, I can just do it. <laughs> and so I like, and also, okay, so I was, I've been fat, am fat, um, and that was a huge source of shame. Oh, mm. different times. Sad, sad, Brie Pruitt. Um, huge you're source of shame. Thera- if your first therapist told you to jog, I'm, oh, like, I'm sure girl. that was internalized. Yeah. <sighs> and, you know. I hope he's disbarred. No, that's bar is not the right. Dis- yeah, disbarred. License, yeah, disbarred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm like, psychology that's a bar? Yeah, okay. maybe not. I don't know. But, yeah, he probably should have been reported. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my my in a in a sentence, my mother is a hairstylist, and mm. my father is a, was a personal trainer. So uh, it was just a lot of pressure. Focus on, the on looks. like the yeah. like aesthetic. And then my other parent at home was Asian, so you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. a lot I of have pressure been to Taiwan. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> Um, a lot of pressure to be thin. And so I just definitely filed all of my romantic um, and sexual um, feelings under never going to happen. Hmm. You're too hideous and bad. And you're bad. Oh. I know. It's That's so, so sad. sad. And now you I guys. like a baby Pruitt. I mean, oh, baby Pruitt. <laughs> I was just baby Brie. miserable. Oh, so miserable. But you guys, you know, cut to the finish. 
happy, loved, blessed, mm-hmm. gorgeous, glowing. sexy, glowy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But at the time it was very, it was very sad. And so like, I think all those beliefs led me to online dating. And uh-huh. one thing that is true is I haven't really ever dated except online. Okay. I don't think I've ever met someone maybe once or twice. Uh-huh. Um, that I I've, feel like that is the norm for kids growing up now. Isn't that crazy? Like it totally flipped. I totally believe that's true. Part of it was that I just like, I was like, well, if somebody sees me, all my pictures online and mm-hmm. like I present, I would never catfish anyone. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I think that's the most horrifying You posted your idea. photos on Craigslist? No. Yeah. Oh, maybe wow. once or twice. Yeah. Actually, I definitely did once because I remember <gasps> that this guy took the photos and then he started posting them as, as if you look like this, hit me up. Whoa! Yeah, okay. and it so was you me and the like, other like you were the trendsetter, curvy girls. Yeah, um, that's so funny. Um, you have a joke about this, uh, have, like someone five years later like tracing you financially, but I'm like that all checks out because it's like you're just like I am the model of everything you like. Like he had to use you as an example. That's so funny. You know, I do okay. <laughs> I do okay with these men, um, but. It, yeah, so so I would so I used Craigslist. So at first I used it like for dating for mm-hmm. sure, and 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 before I even lost my virginity, mm-hmm. I was I, I lost my virginity at twenty. Okay, so I was like nineteen years old. I was like either living at home or I had just moved out because uh-huh. I I moved out around that time, and I was trying to meet dudes to possibly lose my virginity <gasps> too. So one of my one of my first Craigslist ads was like, "I'm a virgin." Oh my gosh, are you interested in like? a chubby 19 year old and I was like harumph who's ever gonna respond to my ad you just flooded with like (laughs) very much so like yeah because it's a very specific like it's like you were just being honest but then like putting all those like just putting virgin first on the internet like oh my god you're getting a very specific person I feel like and I actually had some pretty um pretty fuckable dudes come through um Did and people think you were lying because i also could see people putting that as like a lie like i'm a virgin you know i mean, I mean it definitely has bot written all over it <laughs> in 2019 but i've um, never had sex <laughs> what what's this website for <laughs> um but yeah so they so by the way if you uh-huh. don't know because they actually t- took the cash and counts away okay um, but craigslist there's a dating section and it's like M for M for M, mm-hmm. uh, M, M for F, um, F mm-hmm. for F, and you know, and then there's also M, M for F, uh, okay, M, so W like for F, group sex situation, yeah, okay. Um, so you can you can use all those filters to search, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was big in BBW, like who's looking for BBWs? Who's mm-hmm. looking? And for those of you who don't know, big beautiful women, <laughs> um, that's our code online, and. Yeah, so I was like, okay, looking for these BBW admirers, looking mm-hmm. for these, for these, and then also other BBWs, and so. Were you, so you were posting your own, were you also like, look, were you responding to other ads, or your? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, so, but um, all the sex stuff is under casual encounters. Gotcha. And with casual encounters, there's either, there's, there's like, oh God, I can't even remember now. But there's all the codes, but then there's also like, um, there's like a platonic just friend section. Yeah, I really, I 
had sexual feelings that were repressed probably from the age of 12 to 19 where Uh I was like I hadn't achieved orgasm on my own Mm -hmm. you know and I wasn't having sex and I didn't have a boyfriend I probably kissed a boy like twice Mm -hmm. and so I was like juiced dude but you know that i feel like that's a that's pretty normal that's pretty healthy and normal so. but i but there was a lot of pressure in your mind that like you felt like you're behind no i didn't feel like i was behind but i was a volcano oh, you're just like i need okay i was i, I was a volcano you had the drive but you were like yeah gotcha. yeah yeah i was <laughs> volcano i was um oh my goodness i was juiced <laughs> i was i was on okay. fire um <laughs> Yeah, my fantasy world was insane, dude. <laughs> also, also, I got into romance novels when I was in okay. high school. So, like, that was like, oh, and I got into, um, well, I have BDSM stuff, uh-huh. um, you know, tendencies, which a lot of repressed people do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are ashamed of their, either their sexuality or their body tend mm-hmm. to, you know, like a lot of Christians and stuff, you know. So <laughs> I was into BDSM and I would, like, read stories about it online. I was, like, kind of into porn but not super into porn because it's all for men. There's a lot know? of male – and it zooms in on, like, just, like, the – Yeah, buttholes, the butthole. like, <laughs> needs it, you know. Um, so the BDSM stuff and, like, the kink stuff kind of kind of brought me into Craigslist a little bit more. Okay. Um, to – and I was I was trying on my way over here to think of my first Craigslist experience, and I do remember my first. It was just a date, um, okay. and it was this guy who his ad was like. Um, he, I remember he posted to Craigslist like a lot, and I remember seeing his ad like quite a few for quite a few weeks, and like reading them. At, I had a day job where I was working at a tile warehouse, okay. so I would like, and I didn't have internet at my apartment because I just moved out into my own apartment, and all uh-huh. I had was like a PlayStation and a VCR TV combo. VCR, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. I'm older, um, but not even that old. But it's just you know, I just right, had, it was like, a different time. I internet was in, like, didn't a follow you everywhere. Technology blind spot, yeah. yeah. Um, so. So I would like look at ads online at my job and this guy had an ad where he's like, come sit in my tree with me. You know, Portland, Oregon, Pacific okay. Northwest. He was a crunchy guy with glasses. And I met him. Um, I remember, do you remember when culottes were cool? Yeah. It was a culotte moment. So I was okay. wearing culottes and I would never wear um, makeup or bras back then uh-huh. because I was just, yeah, I'm crunchy. Yeah, um, so I met him. Um, we had French fries. And I remember um, I was talking about so how much wholesome. I love comedy even back then. It was before I was doing stand up. It was, it was, uh-huh. I was probably into improv at the time, but not anything else. Yet. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I was an improviser I improv first. I, like, I love I like it. Improv. I still love it. <laughs> I want to go back. It is fun. Okay. So this guy and I were arguing at this bar about <laughs> Mr. Show because okay. he thought Mr. Show was so offensive. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. You don't even understand it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I like went to the bathroom and I was like, this date is terrible. And I like went back out. You're like, PC culture is ruining Portland. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. It was so funny. Uh, he just didn't get it. He didn't get mm-hmm. that was satire. And I was like, you're just stupid. You don't understand. <laughs> So I was like, he also uh, lives in a tree, so <coughs> yeah, crunchy <laughs> asshole. You didn't get HBO up there. So he, um, um, I was like, so I guess I'm gonna go. And he was like, why? I couldn't, I couldn't understand why someone would want to argue on a date because I hate disagreements. But uh-huh. some people like that kind of thing, mm. you know. And I just remember being like, okay, this is like. This is it, and um, <laughs> so you said so. No, I split. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I I was good about like I'm not having fun. I'm leaving. Healthy boundaries. That's I, right. that's always been my deal on dates. It's like I I'm either gonna have fun on my own or yeah. 
or I'm going to split, you know? That's really healthy. I feel like, I think maybe more I'm like that now, but I feel like I used to be, I would have been, if I was in your shoes, I would have been like, I'm going to go. And if he was like, why? No, stay. I'd be like, oh, I guess you like me. (laughs) Okay, I'll stay. (laughs) It's like, what about what you want, Teresa? Interesting. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, oh, I guess this guy probably wants to have sex or something. And I was, you know. And you're still a virgin at the time. Um, yeah, I was a virgin at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So virginity, I, that was a dude I met in person, fucked my, a French foreign exchange student in my, um, theater program. It's very like magical sex journey. I feel like you're like French foreign exchange. Oh girl. Just like, (laughs) it was amazing. (laughs) He was so cute. Mm -hmm. He, I brought him home from a party and I was like, (laughs) I'm not fat. I'm hot and like desirable mm-hmm. and like it totally blew my world apart you know it was really the sex was not great but i mean it was fine but um anyway shout out nico <laughs> I mean, that was your, um, yeah first time i feel like are teenagers having good sex i hope not like that, yeah no truly hope not no. nobody's doing it good so that you know kind of blew past um mm-hmm. and then other remarkable craigslist encounters so i kind of got into the, like the kink stuff a little bit and i would be cruising craigslist for mm-hmm. like okay let's find out let's find these bondage guys like well, what made you re- like? I'm sure you got a ton of responses. Like, yeah, what what uh, made a response stand out? Like, because I'm sure like you can't respond to all the. Well, it's like you know someone your age, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean that is de- you know what now that you're bringing it up, that's definitely part of it because you get juiced. Uh. It's like Valentine's Day when there's all these cards in your inbox, <laughs> you know, in, in so elementary cute. school. And I you're love like, that. All of my suitors, you know, <laughs> and for a really like. You know, in Portland, I am I I have jokes about this where mm. I was just not a hot ticket. And mm. and and I think beauty is cultural and it's just the mm. culture of the Pacific Northwest is just thin and white and um, very white and I didn't get a lot of love man Mm. um and or or maybe that was just in my head and I was so um you know neck deep in shame that I Mm. couldn't really even see other people's um affection toward me or Mm. or interest in me who knows but I was I was in it and then when I would put some message like oh, I'm just a little curvy Pisces and I just need a daddy, you know, like, and to get all the attention was like... I can't imagine why that got responded. Delish. Just, oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good for my little self-image. Um, so, uh, yeah, you just go through and you you correspond and and I would love, you know, I, I know you've had other people talk about sex, mm-hmm. cyber sex and stuff on here. And Always like, juicy. That was a huge part of my, yeah, sexuality, connecting with people yeah. for the first time was getting on Yahoo chat and finding these yeah. guys to cyber with. And Well, it's juicy because, I mean, it's I mean, it's always fun to talk about sex, but it's also juicy because it's such a specific time in yeah. our lives. I don't, and I a don't think it will spot exist. And technology. Yes. Like, yeah. And it. It's as much as it feels dangerous, it's also slightly more innocent because like nowadays everyone's on the internet. So yeah. if you posted a photo on Craigslist, like everyone's going to see it. Like it's going to spread or whatever because of Reddit. Like it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, it's not really private. But back then you could have a little corner of the internet. Yeah. You could just have an interaction and then it would just disappear. And that's it. It really would. Yeah. Um, on Yahoo chat, I remember like you could keep the transcripts of your talking, but you'd have to like download them and like okay, make it yeah. a separate file and stuff. And the reason I know this is because <laughs> I met a boyfriend on Craigslist. Okay. And we met through a kink encounter. Okay. Um, this was so long ago that 
I didn't have a smartphone mm-hmm. and I would need to write down the directions <laughs> to dude's yeah. house wow. on paper. And you like draw the little map and <laughs> draw all and write down the and if I didn't if I got lost on the way there or I couldn't find it, SOL, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was and I found it recently. I've um, had to, I remember yeah, back then you have to write it down and sometimes you just turn around and go home and look about like when yeah. you went too when you were too lost you're like I'll just go home and look it up again. <laughs> it's like <laughs> That's, wow, we truly when you think about the quote unquote good old days I'm like I do I would not survive now. But no. we did then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> and and like that was a city that I knew front and back, but yeah, yeah it was it was really wild. So you met him on a kink. Uh, so, so you posted an ad. He actually he posted the ad and okay. I responded to it. And I was 22 mm-hmm. and he was like 26 or so, mm-hmm. I think. 27 maybe. And we, it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a kink thing. It was, uh-huh. he's, he, he was playing with being Dom. Uh-huh. And this was probably the fourth or fifth person that i've ever had sex with at that point okay um so but you hadn't done any bdsm so you were like playing with the idea of it had i done any bdsm at that point i had once okay with the third person that i ever slept okay. with i love yeah. that you're just like this is what i want to do i'm gonna do it i, mean, was, I was a down the rabbit yeah. hole person and i didn't have any sense of chastity that's great i mean it's just it's because so many people are like oh, i'm interested in this I mean, I say this, including myself, I'd be like, oh, this would be fun. But then I just like sit on it for years. Oh, interesting. I mean, I was also like not out for a while. So I mean, that's layered on top of that. But just for so long, I'd be like, this thing turns me on like boobs or whatever. I'd be like, (laughs) put that away. Hmm, Here's a dick, you know, which I like too. I like dicks. But like that meant like so many other things got backed up that like I didn't explore because I was like I can't look at look at that like that. Yeah. But I just love that. You're like, I want to try this. And then you're like, cool. I I mean, it it was like eight years of like like (laughs) watching i'm like reading stories about cheerleaders getting tied up and then like (laughs) damn what are these books (laughs) i bdsmlibrary.org was my shit (laughs) there were like insane because it's very erotic fan fiction type stuff um but yeah i met this guy and he owned his own home and Mm -hmm. i went to his house very hot (laughs) show me that deed (laughs) that's my type i'm gonna go on a king site and just like show me your deed of your house deed daddy (laughs) (laughs) show me your garden daddy Um, (laughs) but yeah so i i went over and he gave me um we drank wine and again Uh like what am i a nut (laughs) i would drink a beverage that a stranger offered to me um so first night we slept together i -hmm. i stayed the night we went out for breakfast the next day practically married i mean staying the night from a casual encounter that's I, I feel like am, I was always scared to do that in college. I'm like, no, this is going to, they're going to think I'm needy. What I think people need to understand about me is I trust <laughs> strangers implicitly. But you, I see, I feel like you have a really good in, intuition. Do you think like, no, no. Okay. Trash. Absolutely. I, I say trash. that because I know about what I know about you, but also Pisces, I feel like are like sort of so intuitive. The, the Pisces in me. Here's the I do think I do think water signs are are intuitive and and there are probably times where I was in a situation I was like I'm gonna go I don't mm-hmm. like this and that that did happen once or twice uh, but I was never assaulted until mm-hmm. Tinder baby Ugh, fuck um, Tinder but Craigslist was full of nerds only <laughs> nerds because that's who was using the internet back then uh-huh. you know and and. And perverts, you know, and, and most perverts are nerds. <laughs> and both, yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I went to this guy's house. We, we had, um, some pretty kooky wild <laughs> right away. And then we were together for three years. Wow. Yeah, oh my God. That is like other a so much. magical fairy tale. He is the story. Be- and he's still the best. And mm-hmm. you know what? He's a wonderful person. He's a doctor now. <gasps> okay. <laughs> That's so like, it's so funny so because. fuck first guys i know i mean i love this story because it is sort of like counterintuitive to i know what you expect of craigslist like when i hear craigslist i just hear like be careful like don't go into there's like the craigslist killer but these are obviously exceptions, exceptions. yeah they're all yeah i really i i can't speak highly <laughs> enough about the the weirdos that i met on that website um i wish i knew about craigslist dating when i was in college yeah I, I truly was just so scared to talk to people like i would just get drunk at parties and then like hook up with a guy but then like not date but yeah. i'm like oh if you're on craigslist you can be like here's what i want and then that's was that was what was it is because my fantasy world was so rich that mm. i could just say exactly what i want here's the exact scenario that i want <laughs> you know and then chat with those people on mm. i am of some kind and you know, feel them out and, you know, it was probably like as, um, you know, as much vetting as would happen if I met somebody in a coffee shop. I mean, yeah. if not more so because I was, you know, I had their email address and I could Google them and, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Um, I wonder, is Port- does Portland feel like a small town or like a medium? Because... It's a medium city, you know, um, and it and it feels pretty cozy. It felt pretty cozy when I was a young person. It kind of blew uh-huh. up um, probably around pff, whenever that fucking show came out, like oh, yeah, maybe 2010 or something like that. Well, I only ask because I, I feel like I wonder if people – I don't know if you guys have listening have had this experience like in New York or some a big city like that. I wonder oh, if yeah. it's similar because there is sort of that fear of like – just like Other. meeting a stranger. Yeah, yeah in New York. Yeah. But then again, you go to a bar and it's a stranger. But why, for some reason, in a big city like that, that feels safer? I don't know why. It I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would I would also use Craigslist then. Okay. <laughs> then when I finally left Portland and I went uh-huh. to other cities, then I would use Craigslist and be like, whoa, Craigslist is weird here. Okay. Like, <laughs> I went to Texas um, and lived in a very small town. It's like closeted Republicans. <laughs> Well, it was people, it would, there, a dude that I met on Craigslist came for like 60, 100 miles away, would drive from the next town, you know, and that's pretty weird. Um, Hmm. So stuff like that. Yeah, proximity. Yeah, there's a couple factors. Like if someone's driving too far, it's like, hmm, red flag. It's like Tinder now where where it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to drop, I'm going to, I'm going to, or I'm going to like raise (laughs) my um, proximity to like 20 miles. Uh And I'm like, well, talk to guys from Northridge or whatever. (laughs) wild Wild. who are you yeah Yeah. it's like a different culture (laughs) gonna get my distort no translation dictionary out oh my gosh how do you say a single (laughs) in sun valley (laughs) um did you ever have any experiences where you're like or like emails even like it sounds like you had like the wherewithal to get out of bad situations but were there like like crazy emails that stood out or anything here's one crazy one well, um, so another one of my kinks, which I don't mind sharing, is mm-hmm. massage. I love to be okay. massaged. All I want to do is relaxing. be massaged. Um, 
and I love massage porn now. That wasn't a thing when I was younger, but if it was, I would have been like so obsessed. I didn't know it was a thing, but once I had a boyfriend tell me that he, like he had a fantasy of massage. I mean, but I think it was like the like you know maybe an Asian thing. I don't oh, no. know. I don't know. I never fully. <laughs> oh yeah, asked, Asian massage. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot about that. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, that's so wholesome. Like I thought, oh how wholesome. But then like later I thought about it and I was like. Because he was white, and I was like, I feel, mm, I feel like there was something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh uh, yeah, I just like really like it when you bang this gong when I come. <laughs> uh, speaking of accent, he just no. likes theater. Find your feet, no. Uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, sorry, too far. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. um, but um, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, okay, yeah, so massage. you said you had a uh, massage kink. Um, yeah, so I did. So I did have a massage kink. What was your first question, though? Uh, if you had any like creeps or oh, s- creeps. stories that stood out, or emails, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdos. So I had a, I had an ad. I put up an ad that I was like, please just massage me. I don't want to fuck. Just like, <laughs> massage me. And I, this guy reached out to me, and he says he did, he did erotic massage. And I was like, okay, okay send me a picture. The guy who sent me a picture was a dude in high school that I went to. He was didn't go to my high school, but we went to a um, what's it called when like two high schools share a like oh a, like a district. Well, uh, they we we had a class together at this center that was like technology career. That sounds like so specific to Portland. I'm like trade. I don't know if we had this. <laughs> no, like 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 say um you you want to learn AutoCAD or or automotives okay. or something like two high schools maybe would share a, a program or something like that uh i'm sure it exists in other places but i don't think we had that okay well but i I, I get the concept yeah yeah. so he (laughs) was um in in classes with me and he and his friend were such dicks to (gasps) me through all of our high school classes together and he even like wrote fucking something in their like school paper that was like subtweeting me shadily yeah so that's high school boy code for like I have a fat crush on you. I like, guess so. I mean, who knows? Because when guys are mean to you, and I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're just right. The, maybe. What you, you're right. What we're told is when boys tease you or give you yeah. any attention, it's because they're like, I love you. That may be what it was. Um, you know, everything, you know, I don't know. But this but he was co- mean to you. Okay. He was, he he sends me a message based on this, this you know, uh-huh. this Craigslist ad. And he knew it was you when he. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Okay. But now I knew that it was him. Oh. I was like, oh, you like fat girls. You love rubbing them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now I know that about him. Uh, but, but but you didn't respond. You're no, like, no. I just, I didn't want to have sex with him. Um, mm-hmm. So I just like let it, but, but it was like a uh-huh. empowering moment. Um, creeps. Other creeps. Okay. Well, I, I guess definitely... that's the wrong word. Well, no, that is what I meant to ask, but now I'm always so careful. I'm like, but you know what I mean? Like stories that stand out of like, um, we're not like shaming. It's more just like, okay, this is a weird one or interesting, interesting responses. That were probably like, I put put myself in a situation where I was like, I'm sure this will be okay. And uh. it was weird, but not, you know, mm. I was just like, I'm going to go, you know, and, and that was fine. Um, the one thing that's coming to mind, which this might've actually even been, Tinder, okay, Cupid, but I, I think it was Craigslist. Um, I met this guy, and he's like, okay, um, yeah, let's hang out. Um, yeah, just meet me at this address. So I go to the address, and this was probably smartphone time, so I like okay. had a smartphone. I met him at this address, and he was in a car in this parking lot, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, you just follow me around. What? I go, what? No. <laughs> so I follow him in the car, and he drives me down this like <gasps> very industrial, like weird road. And pulls up next to a trailer. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
So he gets out of his car and he like starts a generator in like <gasps> a empty. It was like a vacant lot. Whoa. That a tra- only there was only a trailer and I think there was construction equipment. I think there was like a backhoe or like something. Like he was squatting there. It wasn't like a It definitely did not. It was not a trailer home not like a permanent mobile situ- park. Yeah. yeah, no. Nothing permanent about the situation. Oh, no. So I get I get out of my car. I get into his trailer. It is a very I like nice. I keep thinking you're gonna be like, I left. But you're like, okay. I I got into this trailer. He had a cat. Okay. And I was. I'm out. No. I go. Yeah. I was like, you didn't. Te- you weren't gonna tell me that you were in a trailer and or you had a cat. <laughs> I gotta go. And then I left. <laughs> and that's when you yeah. left. Um, another wow, one. Wow. I I went over to a guy's house. By the way, coming over to your house to do this podcast. Uh huh. I, all I had was an address, and I, I was like, "This is just like That's having right. sex I forgot on to Craigslist." Mention, I booked you on off of Craigslist, no. <laughs> but going to see, well, it's any kind of hookup culture, really, is like yeah. going over to a, a strange house. Yeah, um, because I just like I think most people now would be like, "Oh, why didn't you meet at like a coffee shop or a bar first? And sometimes I did, but usually I would just go over to people's houses because I implicitly trust all strangers <laughs> um oh that's what i was gonna say about pisces is that yeah maybe pisces are intuitive but more mm. so is that we trust and we see the the like um the implicit goodness in all mm. humans um that's you nice. know even the most evil people have like there's goodness sure. and if you come you're em- em- empathetic empathetic yeah well in a way, like also on top of that, I'm, I'm hearing like you also probably trust yourself because if even if somebody is like, I don't want to say bad, but like let's say someone has bad intentions yeah, and you trust them and then you get there and you're like, oh, I guess you have bad intentions. Like you, but you trust yourself enough to feel safe and like get yourself out of there. Well, these are, I'm, I'm heterosexual and these are men we're talking about. So the intention <laughs> is like, I want to fuck you. And that was all, that was also my intention. Yeah. So there's not really anything beyond that. I mean, I guess there's murderers out there, but why would a murderer, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I maybe murderers don't, don't target fat people. We're hard <laughs> to catch and oh fight. Um, no, I think you're right. But I, about like just, feeling safe but i i think i've always been so i mean some of this can be probably traced back to like childhood or whatever but i've always felt very uneasy and i have a hard time trusting people even if it is like yeah i want to fuck or whatever yeah but then i'm like what am i scared of i think i think maybe just that they won't be who they say they are which it doesn't sound that bad but sometimes i'm like oh no you lied about this and then that to me feels like earth shattering if if you're you're, you say you're a doctor but you're actually an accountant i'll be like i just wanted to fuck (laughs) like but that's the straw like you you lied about your job i don't know why i don't want want you to be an accountant i I don't care about your job um for sure um okay so that's okay here's a good one one time I um, met this guy and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I would never get on Craigslist, but like I just um, broke up with a girl and like, you know, I don't, you know, I have such bad anxiety and I don't know how uh-huh. to get, you know, to meet somebody else and like blah, blah, blah. And he I said was this like, on, oh, this is post or. Uh, I think he was respond. responding to my post. Gotcha. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's me. I, I don't really date because I I'm have anxiety. I don't mm-hmm. meet strangers in public, and so that's this, that's why I do this. 
So he comes over and um, and we hooked up and it was really nice. It was very mm-hmm. intimate. And mm-hmm. he's like texting me the next day like, oh, sweetheart, I miss you. Oh, baby. Aww. And I was like, oh, you're, you just broke up with a girl and you don't know <laughs> not how not to fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he like, he, he quit his, you know, texting. And then I was like, I was kept thinking about this guy. And I like knew his first and last name because of his email address. Uh-huh. And I was like, God, that name is so familiar. <gasps> And? and what I figured out was when I was a little girl, uh-huh. like 12 years old, I went to the mall with some of my friends and okay. we met these bad boys. <gasps> and one of the bad boys like was like, hey, can I get your number? And like <gasps> I talked to him on the phone every day for like a couple of weeks. Whoa. And because he was like my boyfriend because I was like 12. <gasps> and, and it was this fucking No guy. way. Yeah. Wait, yeah, crazy. yeah. 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 Portland oh is God. kind of a small town in some ways. This right? is like the, like your life is an indie movie. Like, I feel like I feel like Greta Gerwig could direct your life. I mean, it's very ghost world, like right? So, Where I'm just like giving like, myself yeah. away and very open. I mean, my heart is very open. That's it's, that's that Pisces shit. It's almost like like a testament to like if you put this positive because you. I mean, if you guys don't know Brie, she just radiates positive oh, energy. Thank you. It's like you put that out in the world, and it's like that's what you get back because it's so like all these stories like I get I'm getting scared for you when you start telling them yeah. like, oh my god like a trailer what's gonna happen and then it's just <laughs> no. like you, you it's they're all very wholesome and and, and mean, they end like in this like so sweet way until I'm like <laughs> peeing condoms and stuff but yeah like pretty much uh, oh, I never got I an STD I, I mean and sometimes it. I was raw dogging these fools you know um <laughs> don't tell don't tell my mom but um no it was it was all pretty much just my own journey and and like it was mm-hmm. I was really desperate to like be in a relationship and be loved and I kind of thought that this was the way to do it and it wasn't but so you sometimes were I were in a relationship hurt. for three years from Craigslist that's true yeah I was <laughs> in that relationship and that and that was maybe like an early um that was maybe too good of a scenario uh-huh. um and so it wasn't always so good mm. but um but yeah pretty that's- much Pretty much good stuff. And now they took casual encounters down. Where do we even hook up anymore? Jeez. (laughs) I truly love it because it isn't like... This is why I'm always like every confession is so different even when they start similar because, you know, like a lot of people do date online, but like this is not what I expected. You're just like the sweetest, like <laughs> most wholesome, like kind of, I just think of like meeting in a soda shop. That's like the how I equate your Craigslist story. Yeah, I mean. It's so sweet. Kind of. Um, one thing that I was thinking about, <laughs> I would have to create um, email addresses. Oh, yeah, because was it like in crazy like just too many emails like you would have to both that but also i didn't want it to be my personal email mm. and i didn't want it to be my name and stuff right? did you have a moniker girl <laughs> okay <laughs> i had so many monikers because also i was doing a lot of like sex chat mm-hmm. you know yahoo i am stuff so like one of the one of mine that i just looked up <laughs> <I'm> so stupid <laughs> is Okay, Portland is um, PDX. That's uh-huh. our airport. So PDX is the the um, code for Portland. Was PDXXX lady Ooh, or PDXXX sexy. girl? Okay. You know, and it would be like girl GRRL uh-huh. 2002, uh-huh. the year I graduated. Uh, so many stupid That's monikers. So and I would use different email addresses because the same people use Craigslist over and over mm. for years. So then it would be like, ugh, you again? No, I don't want to <laughs> fuck you. Like... 
I've already talked to you. You're old and gross or whatever, you know? <laughs> what if like you switch your name and then they switch your name to, and then you meet up and you're like, God, it's you. And then after three times, you're like, I guess. Well, Maybe I wouldn't we're meant meet to be. them. No. I would see their picture and be like, no, not oh, you again. Gotcha. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> there was a dude who I was dating for a while who I met on Craigslist. He put his age down as 38. Uh-huh. And I was probably like 26 or 25 at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, 38 school. Um, but he was actually 45. Whoa, okay. And we dated for like six months, but he um, he was he was not good. He was mm. he was a skateboarding poet. <laughs> no, at 45. Okay, bad. that's bad. skateboarding poet. But I, yeah, I see the appeal. Um, um, but yeah, I remember he was a big Craigslist guy, mm. and I would like see his ads over and over again. That's so funny. I tried mm. once. I mean, I did kind of do this for an article, but it totally just didn't work. I tried to do like a bachelorette style Craigslist post oh, yeah. where I basically said like, I'm going to be here from this time to this time. It's an open date. Like, and I actually was genuinely interested in meeting people. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I tried to make it funny to be like, maybe someone will think I'm funny and come. But um, I basically was like, come meet me. And then We'll chat and then if I like you, we'll go on a second date. Nobody came, but I got a lot of really weird responses. Uh, and I did get some earnest responses that I felt sad for that were like like far away people that's like, Oh, can you send a picture? I can't make it. Like yeah. that kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. That's the but- thing with <laughs> fantasy is that you want it to be exactly the way you yeah. want it. And that's you know, that's if it's not right, then yeah. it's not. Then you're like swipe. But I will say the one thing I learned from that is when I was at the bar, because I kind of like, I was hoping people would come in there be stories, but kind of honestly, part of me was like, what if I meet someone cool? Nobody came from the uh, Craigslist ad, but I talked to people at the bar because you I was were open. I was so open. So oh, I remember like someone, beautiful. like, you know, a couple of dudes nearby was like, I told them the thing I was doing. And so like, it made me really like open to looking around and seeing who was in the environment. And I realized like, oh, you can just go out you can and just, just do that. talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that would be something I would never do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason that I didn't, I would meet people at bars. Um, but like, I don't like talking to strangers yeah. that in public like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it does feel like uh, crossing a boundary, but I, I used to like meeting people out more, but I also didn't date good people for a long time. And so I feel like the energy I put out was the wrong energy, was a little bit needy and desperate. And so the people I attracted were maybe not the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last story. Okay. Um. One, um I was... <laughs> Um, this guy was interested in massaging me and I was okay. like, okay, come over and we, and he's the nerdiest motherfucker I ever <laughs> met. So nerdy, like very, um, what's a, who's a celeb, like Dustin Diamond nerdy, like not okay. cute nerdy, like, ugh, uh-huh. like screech. Um, <laughs> screech. yeah, that's who Dustin Diamond uh-huh. is. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I should know him. Okay. I know screech. screech. So he's like very nerdy. Um, and he had, he that brought. That is kind of my type. No, um. Girl, stop. Like scrawny, nerdy. So this fool brings a bag of groceries with him. <gasps> on, uh, he's For uh, you or like on for, his way for home? Me, from, like okay. on his way over to my house. Aww. It was like, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like, you know, 
gross grocery. It wasn't like Brussels sprouts. It was like strawberries <laughs> and chocolate and like, <laughs> you know. I like that I love that's Brussels sprouts. A, that would you're be like, delicious. if it was vegetables, he's out. But Well, it's like a, it was like a gift. It would be like sure, somebody brought like you a, bo- a bottle of wine or something. Mm, you know? okay. It was all these, you know, cheeses and, and it was really oh, nice. And nice. It was really nice. And he was like, oh, do you want to, um, you know, you have like have some strawberries. And I was like, no, oh. it's fine. Like, let's just put it in the fridge. Let's go, you know, and like uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. You need to understand this aspect of dating as a big girl because uh-huh. there is a thing called feeders. Oh, okay. And feeders enjoy fattening women. Oh my gosh. Up. Yeah. And it's a legitimate kink and I don't want to shame this anybody. It's like a fetish, but it, it but is I a see, fetish. Okay. Um, he didn't tell me that that's what he was doing uh. or wanted to do. Um, and he, he did give me a massage and he was, you know, it was, it was all, that part was all fine. But then I, I ended up like, we met up a couple times and then I didn't hear from him anymore. It's like, mm. where did that boy go? And literally not, I mean, this is probably like seven years ago. Now uh-huh. until like, like six months ago, I was like, that motherfucker was feeding me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, that makes, because when you said the groceries, I was like, that's kind of like an odd move, but when, nerdy, maybe he like didn't know how to buy gifts maybe he couldn't find a florist that's a but no, great like, perspective and that's like, exactly what i was food. thinking eat these strawberries in front of me um yeah feeders you gotta look out for feeders oh, they're out there um and um now that i am like less fat i probably am not in the um the fetish realm anymore now that i'm just i like thick. your joke it's funny you have the one of my favorite jokes the, the gravy joke. well i don't want to like we say it on the pod because you go see her but Thanks. it's so funny you have, yeah she has a very funny joke about that it's it's weird yeah i've always um identified as a big girl pro- mm-hmm. possibly because i was shamed you know mm-hmm. for being a big girl and then when you know the kind of tides tipped a little bit and mm-hmm. body positivity you know everybody feels a lot more empowered now to be you know whatever size and shape they are then i kind of just organically lost a little bit of weight probably mm-hmm. because i stopped trying to lose it mm-hmm. and and now i'm just thick and not really fat and now it's like <laughs> all of my <laughs> all my politics and beliefs are that of a bigger bodied person <laughs> and I have to keep justifying my body in now that it's smaller it's well, wild it's interesting you're, you talk about the body stigma. positivity movement because it is stigma and it's all very like like kind of going back to where I was talking about before like the it's arbitrary in terms of standards yeah, it's culture but the um body positivity movement is very tied to the internet like I do yeah. think the internet I mean, I love that we're talking about the positive aspects of the internet. It's funny we started with like Instagram and Twitter because it's sort of thematic. But I do think, of course, like everything's going to have their toxic side. But that's like a really nice thing about the internet is it does give um, community to maybe like traditional groups that didn't feel like they had community. I mean, I think that like even with like queer communities, I feel like I found a lot of um, like support when I was coming out through the internet. And I, I think that the body positive positivity movement got that from the internet as well. I think if I had gotten into Tumblr, which I never did, <laughs> I would have found a community sooner uh-huh. um, because Tumblr seems like it was early Instagram. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think uh, part of my um, body dysmorphia was related to, I was raised by a TV set. I really mm. watched a ton of TV. Yeah. And 
you know, when I, you know, I, I, when I was growing up, it was really the nineties, right. When I was Uh really, really heavy TV and there was just a different culture on TV then MTV. I mean, it was very thin bodies. It Mm -hmm. was like no butts. It was like very white, you know, um, MTV beach house. God bless JLo for changing the ties. Cause I think she kind of like started that movement. All the women of color who fucking just allowed us. I mean, and and again, it's culture, Um, but I think, okay, so I studied um, the media in college and, you know, there was a, there was a, there's a media monopoly now. There was a media monopoly Mm -hmm. then and the internet breaks through that. So Mm -hmm. in my idea, I had this idea that everyone is thin except me Mm. because that's what I'm seeing. And then when you are actually connected to reality more, I mean, if you Mm -hmm. actually leave your house, you're like, (laughs) oh no, people are all shapes. Um, And then when you get on Instagram, you're connected with all people democratically Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh no there's you know an infinite number of bodies and there's no us against them it's we're all in one yeah we're all in one thing and um and and there's no norm there really is not then I mean yeah honestly represent I mean we all know this but yeah representation is so important because truly it's knowing how Hollywood and casting works. Yeah. It's like wild when I look back and think how influenced I was by what was on a screen, because now it's like, it's so much just like, it's not anything close to real life. Like yeah. even commercials when they cast, I've, I've heard of like parents with their kids who are mixed, like not being able to be cast. Cause the agency oh, yeah. was like, Oh, it's not believable. It's like, this is literally like my blood child. Yeah. Like, yeah but on screen, it's not believable. Yeah. That's how fucked up, you know, Truly. I mean, you know, yes, we're all trying to make it. So please hire me. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not supposed to really represent, yeah. but it really makes you think that's what the world is. It's yeah. crazy. I, I, re- I hope um, I hope there's ways for I, I, I think there is now. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there is now for people to see um, a more believable um, or a more realistic visualization of what the world yeah. looks like now okay so i this is a game inspired by psychics because i know you I, uh, you had a show called high priestess yeah. or still have yeah yes and um it's sort of inspired by tarot imagery yes and so um this is basically i went and looked up some psychic confessions on reddit and i'm gonna read part of the confession with a blank and then just try to guess what it is okay. and then i'll tell you the answer Okay, so this is a uh, psychic on Reddit uh, user. I am at fucking work. Obviously, just a username. (laughs) Confessed. um, Oh, so sorry. This is a friend of a psychic. Okay. I knew a guy in college that made money online scamming people as a psychic. He's seriously a blank now and still a douchebag. What is his scammer psychic friend doing now? Oh, um, oh. But he was a scammer before, but now he's out, yeah. of, the, out of the psychic scam game. Mm-hmm. What is he now? Um, a therapist. Yes. Ah! He's a therapist. I'm psychic. Still scamming. Um, no. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I actually think a lot of um, like fortune telling yeah. and divination comes out of communities that like didn't have access to mental health. So it does oh, really yeah. like access that part of your brain. But whenever I give a tarot card reading, I'm <laughs> like, girl, I'm just giving you a therapy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you need to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, just all the Yeah. Great guess. Okay. Next one. I once had a housemate that ran a successful blank and phone line out of his house. <laughs> you mean of, a like psychic. a psychic phone okay. line? Yeah, and phone line. So there's okay. like a blank and a, a phone blank. Line. Um, a brothel. 
<laughs> That'd be cool. Um, it's a tarot card website. Okay, but there's more to it. So he okay. worked in IT, so he didn't believe any of it. The website was complete hokum. <laughs> it turns over three cards for you for free, but then when you pay money, you get the last two cards turned over. And he made 2,000 euros a month off of that. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's like also very smart because in a way it is just a game. Yeah. So like, I guess it's sort of like some people probably do it for fun. Some people do it because they need it so I don't know I used to turn cards every day for uh, just as a like a mm-hmm. centering and sometimes I would forget and there wasn't an app and I was like yeah was there no tarot card app and it was years and years and I was like somebody just needs to make me a tarot yeah. card app and there finally is one <laughs> there now. is one now yeah I- but I was like I cannot believe somebody hasn't made money off this yet this is like uh, do you feel how do you feel about this like I- I'm kind of on the fence but like is this ethical this website because I feel like on, on one hand it's like a game on the other hand I f- and so I feel like it's kind of up to the person playing it to know that it's a game um I think that anytime you are trying to get money from people on the internet out of a game as long as you are <laughs> not um doing it in a way that's misleading true yeah if it says it costs five dollars to flip it over and you pay five dollars and yeah. you get it flipped over it's on you whether you're, you believe it's you're real getting or not. what you're paying for that's true um the uh bleh, i mean cards are an algorithm <laughs> they're, they're just in an order <laughs> yeah. um but i i have heard things about like in game app purchases mm. where it's like oh, this is the place where I normally, but they moved the button, so now my thumb hits here, or uh, I'm going to trick some kids. You know, I don't like that. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. shady. Okay. So this is the final one. Okay. Um, eight, okay, so this is actually a psychic answered an AMA. Oh, okay. Um, who used to work for Miss Cleo. But the psychic confessed, um, okay, so about their demographic of um, people who called in, 80% are women, roughly. Women are usually asking about love, and men usually ask about blank money yes it's legal <laughs> business or money legal? illegal business L- legal oh legal business so or they money. want to know about legal oh, things like legal lawsuits things. yeah am i gonna get my restraining <laughs> order lifted it's know. interesting because i almost feel like it's like that to me says like obviously it's like what they want but also like there's this element of like not actually wanting to seek professional advice you know mm. instead of seeking um, legal advice because then that's almost like implying a weakness that you don't know what to do. You go to a psychic because then it's just the universe telling you. I don't know. I might be reading too much into it. I'm very fascinated by like pseudo-psychology which I think psychic stuff is kind of. Yeah, it's absolutely. like I can kind of guess but it's not. there's no way for me to really prove it because maybe magic's real. I don't know. What do you think about all that stuff? Like, Is magic real? No, yes, just like, of okay. course magic's real. <laughs> just like going when you go get a reading um what's your approach like is it um i i actually saw two psychics in the last like 45 days and one of the psychics was not a psychic Uh (laughs) and one of the other psychic was reading me to filth okay um i think i believe there's intuitive people who can Mm -hmm. who can see beyond the veil can see into people um Uh whether i mean that's the thing is it's all about people so it's like yeah are they going to be able to tell when a meteor hits the earth? I mean, the natural world, I mean, that's probably not right. what something that they can know. That's probably not knowable to a human. But I, I mean, I could probably tell you what you're going to do later tonight. You're probably going to eat dinner and you might, 
hmm, might think about going to an open mic of some kind. <laughs> what? Oh my <laughs> God, take my money. No, you're right. It is like all about, and patterns. People have patterns. People so if have you get really humans. good at it, recognizing. I think you might go to sleep. Maybe what? somewhere around no. 12, what? 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, I, I like I the reason I like I wanted to play this I, I wish there was a better format for it but there was a very long confession I read and that's kind of how I got into it but the, I'll sum it up but basically the yeah. psychic said like someone asked like psychics on the internet do you know you're scamming or do you believe in it like where do you stand and someone basically summed it up really well and said like yes of course there's like full-on scammers and then there's full-on believers who actually truly are the scammers because yes. they're scamming themselves but m- the majority of people who work as psychics who do well for themselves are actually um not they don't think they're scamming because they're offering a service which is they do make their uh, clients feel better and they try not to lie like they'll the good ones won't talk to the dead. I think that's like a really exploitive mm-hmm. thing, but they'll say things like, you know, something's on your mind and then they'll actually try to read you as a person. And so they are doing a reading, but yeah. they don't truly believe they have psychic powers. And I think that's like the best way to put it. Cause when I go, I like to get readings and I do feel better and I don't really think they're looking in necessarily into like a spirit world, but I do think they say truths that I maybe wouldn't have discovered on my own. Tarot cards are um, archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, based on, I don't know if this is where they're based on, but um, Carl Jung, who is one of the OG, oh, yeah. like, um, uh, you know, like symbolist psychology, yes. some symbologist. Yeah. He, he, he's a guy who like was like, okay, archetypes are, you know, mm. these things that people believe like, you know, um, mother and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, creator and magician. And, you know, so, so all of the tarot cards, if you look at them, it'll usually evoke something in you, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, this year, um, I went to a music festival and I did Molly. And then of course mm-hmm. I started giving people readings. <gasps> Love it. <laughs> it, was the, it was the best. And like, I, I, was actually with a comedian I'll tell you who it is later and um I put down like these cards and I remember he had a really strong reaction to the like the women cards and I was like okay what's going on you know and Uh it wasn't like I was um you know uh intuitive but I felt something change in him and I was like you got you got something going on with women and like this seems like it's old right because it's in your body now do you know do I have powers to see beyond the veil like sometimes I do you know I really do see things and I Uh and I feel things and like I feel energies changing and people and things like that but you know it's just you know humanity really yeah and 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 being with a person so I love that um well I think that's a great note to end on Mm -hmm. um Brie can you tell our followers where to find you yeah I'm I'm Brie Pruitt across platforms on the social medias Brie with an I Pruitt with an E-T-T and I have a uh, weekly show, as I said, Faded. Mm-hmm. Um, that's here in um, West Hollywood. You guys just moved, right? Yeah, we're new on location. Melrose. Okay. When we were looking at the new venue, um, I went downstairs and I saw D. Snyder from Twisted Sisters. Oh, so I was like, okay, this a good is, sign. This is a very Hollywood locale. Um, so that's the show. And then monthly, um, we're going to be back with High Priestess mm-hmm. soon, which is my like woo-woo um, tarot card and cannabis theme show. And we're going to be coming to A Love Bazaar, which is a retail Whoa space in uh outwater village oh nice um and then um if you are not in los angeles um perhaps you're in canada i'm gonna go to canada for the (gasps) first time at the end of february i'll be at the kitchener waterloo comedy festival nice go check brie out thanks for coming on the show thank you um follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larissa t on twitter and instagram thank you bye (laughs)